Alpha Online is a free course designed to give you the space and time to ask the big and often challenging questions about life, faith and meaning from the comfort of your own home. No filters, just honest discussion. Alpha Online is made up of a film series which are designed to create conversations around topics such as how can I pray? Who is Jesus? What is the meaning of life? Why is there suffering in this world? Each week you will have an opportunity to watch a short video and then chat about it with a small group of people who, like you, are also grappling with life's big questions and no question is off limits. To attend an Alpha Online, all you have to do is sign up and then join a weekly online call, all from the comfort of your home. Everything else is taken care of by your hosts. So feel free to pour yourself a drink, get comfy, get your laptop ready, and you are good to go. What have you got to lose? Try Alpha Online. just really want to encourage all of us this morning to be strong and courageous in God and not to shy away in this time to be a you know it's such an uncertain time for many of us but I really want to encourage us to take heart and even in this time to give to give beyond our own means through our tithes our offerings our almsgiving God is using the church at this very time to reach the nations like never before and he's using it through people like us that can contribute um, to that to that cause of Christ. Um, God promises even in Psalm 46 from verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He is our fortress, he is our strength. And I wanna leave that with you today. And yeah, so be blessed today, really consider that God is with us. Thank you. I'm going to pray for us. Father, we are so thankful, Lord, that you are using us as, as mere people to, to glorify your kingdom, Father God, to, to bring glory to your name. And we are just committing our tithes and our offerings into your hands, Lord. May you come and bring the multiplication of it, Lord. May you help us to steward well what you have given us. And uh, to reach the lost in this time, Lord, to reach the nations, um, the people that's needy, Lord. Thank you that you want to bring hope and this time of need. And may you be glorified, Jesus. Good morning. What a privilege it is to have you with us this morning, this Sunday morning. Still lockdown here in the UK, and uh, we are doing things online. But even though we are doing it online, we're trusting that God is going to impact your life and the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you. Uh, we're going to do a lot of scripture reading this morning, trusting that that will impact your life and, uh, and that you will be able to realign yourself with it. Let's just pray before we start. Father, I pray for every person 
that are starting in this morning. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit will now enter their rooms, places where they are at, and Father, that this morning you will come and impact their hearts, their minds, Father God, and their emotions even. Father, I pray for mothers that are frustrated with kids that are still at home. <laughs> I pray this morning that you will again give them the love to accept and to understand the season father of imparting into their children i pray for dads and um, and even corporate women father god that are at this moment engaging in work and sitting at home working on a computer every day and father i trust that you will come and lighten their load that you will take away the frustration and this morning you will be light in their lives. Father God, that they will experience the blessing of what this season has to offer. Father, you certainly have a plan. And this morning, as we stand in your throne room, we ask you to reveal that to us, to make yourself known. And Father, I pray for your Holy Spirit to just be all over us. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to start off this morning in just saying, you know, at intercession this week, it was so precious for me. There was moments where we just kept silent and just um, spent time in the presence of God. It was so tangible. Um, I believe that God wants many such moments in lives this year. We already said that um, this is going to be 2020.2, which means that everything that we've experienced in the previous year is going to duplicate itself, but this time God wants to actually do it the godly way. So, so it's a time of restoration. It's a time of building. It's a time where God is not going to maybe make our circumstances even better, but it's going to be a time where we will have to trust in His Holy Spirit and in His spirit, supernatural work to reach people to uplift ourselves, to grow in character, and to come to a place where we can really be a blessing to our neighbors, wherever we go, to love people more, and, um, and to live lives of fulfillment. And, um, and I'm just so excited about what God has installed for us. And I trust that this morning God is going to revive your spirit, that He's going to allow you to come close to Him. And I want to speak about fearing God. Um, in Acts 9 verse 31 it says, So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace in, and was built up. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. Comfort and, uh, and in the fear of the Lord. Acts 10 verse 35 says, But in every nation, anyone who fears Him does what is right is acceptable. To him, Just again, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. So what is the fear that is used here in, in the word of God? It's a feeling of reverence or and respect or unpleasant um, emotion caused by a sense of danger. Fear may be directed toward God or humankind and it may be either healthy or harmful. A healthy fear is um, a reverence and respect. We see this in the Bible. We see it in our own lives where 
the Bible um, commands children to be respectful toward their parents. Uh, Leviticus 19 verse 3, wives are to respect their husbands. Um, Ephesians 5:33, slaves are to respect their masters. Ephesians 6 verse 5, even though we don't have, hopefully, um, slaves these days anymore. Um, the people that at least work for us and that we have authority over. Uh, so there's a, a, a healthy fear, a healthy reverence and, um, and respect toward people. And then there's a harmful fear. It's a sense of terror or dread. Um, it's uh, do not fear human beings, the Bible says. Matthew 10, 28, Philippians 1, 28 says that we should not fear men, but only God. And so they cannot ultimately harm us. And we know that. But it also says that wicked men, however, are constantly fearing other people, especially the righteous. Proverbs 28 verse 1, Matthew 14 5, you can go and reference Romans 13 uh, verse 3 to 4. And so such fear causes them to act deceitfully because they don't want to um, lose their relationship or even favor in, 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 in people around them and relationships around them. And so they would rather lie to be accepted uh, so that they can keep their standing. Revelations 15 verse 3 to 4 says, And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you for your righteous acts have been revealed. Even the heavenlies are standing in order in reverence and awe to God's righteousness. Jeremiah 5, 22 to 31. Do you not fear me, declares the Lord? Do you not tremble before me? I place the sand as the boundary for the sea, a perpetual barrier that it cannot pass through the waves, toss, they cannot prevail. Though they roar, they cannot pass over it. But this people has a stubborn and rebellious heart. They have turned aside and gone away. They do not say in their hearts, let us fear the Lord our God who gives the rain in season, the autumn rain and the spring rain, and keeps for us the weeks appointed for the harvest. Your iniquities have turned these away, and your sins have kept good from you. For wicked men are found among my people. They lurk like fowlers, lying and wait. They set a trap. They catch men. Like a cage full of birds, their houses are full of deceit, and therefore they have become great and rich. They have grown fat and sleek. They know no bounds in de deeds of evil. They judge not with justice the cause of the fatherless to make it prosper. And they do not defend the rights of the needy. Shall I not punish them for these things, declares the Lord? And shall I not avenge myself on a nation such as this? An appalling 
And horrible thing has happened in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely and the priests rule at their own direction. My people love to have it so. But what will you do when the end comes? And so it says that the wicked doesn't fear God. They don't respect him and they will not um, know the day of, of judge, judgment even. But those in the church, those who follow God, must fear him, must listen to his word and act upon it. They must stand in his principles and not compromise and love his ordinances. So why do we want to fear God? Why do we want to embrace the fear of the Lord in our lives? And I want to give you a few things this morning that I trust is going to help you to, um, to position yourself right. I, I do see that we as Christians miss God in, um, in the amazing way in which he reaches out to us. Because the first thing is to turn away from sin, you need to fear the Lord. Um, Proverbs 16 verse 6 says, By steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. And by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. By the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. We don't want to disappoint God. Because we love Him, because we know that He's a loving Father that wants the best for us, we don't want to do the wrong things in our lives. We don't allow those things to be carried within us because we want to be pure before him. Proverbs 24 verse, 22 verse 4 says, The reward for humility and fear of the Lord, of humility and the fear of the Lord, is riches and honor and life. And it looks like these days people are choosing the opposite. Honor is not important anymore. Um, to be respectful is not necessary anymore. And, um, and we know that it does not work like that because pride cannot fear God and it cannot have a relationship with God because God resists the proud. In humility, you'll have life. We have to lay down our own callings and own promises and, and own expectations even and even our own self-image in order to allow the fear of God to operate in our lives. Proverbs 8 verse 13 says, The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. It's hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech, I hate. It makes sin unattractive. Because you love God, if you fear God, you will hate what sin does to you. It's, um, it's like myself, I'm um, after this lockdown, working through, um, you know, just uh, my diet and uh, exercising again. Uh, because I've gained a little bit of a role model status. <laughs> and so in doing so, I realized that the only way that I actually walk away from that um, amazing food that my wife cook and, you know, the things that um, you, when it's cold, wants to feed yourself on, is when you start to actually uh, be disgusted of the effect of eating. Because the effect of eating does not do you 
your body well. And when you start to think about eating and about, you know, just the discipline of eating right differently, you realize that later on you don't want to eat the wrong things. And so it is with holiness and, um, and the fear of the Lord in one's life is uh, as you embrace God and start to move closer to Him and fear Him for who He is and respect Him for the Father that He is in your life, uh, you become so, sin becomes so unattractive in your life. You must hate the effect of sin in your life and what it does to you. Because the effect of sin brings death as we know it. The second thing is fear of holiness of the word. Um, it is strange that the Bible, although it's a book, when we spend a lot of time in it, you know, on Friday mornings we are spending um, time in the book of Acts and uh, every week we are doing a chapter. And uh, for me it's such a blessing because it forces me not just to to focus on reading the Word of God in my quiet time, you know, to, uh, to get a prophetic word from God or to hear His heart toward me, um, but to actually study it, to, to get involved in it and to see how it transforms my life. And uh, in doing so, it washes me. It helps me to get a fear for who God really is, a picture of who God really is. And I like Revelations 19 just for what it represents in showing the fear of God and, and, and the presence of God. Then I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse. The one sitting on it was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire and on his head are many diadems and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He's clothed in a robe, dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. And he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of a fury of the wrath of God the Almighty." On his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So it even gives me good goosebumps as I read about this when Jesus is portrayed as the Word, the, um, the ultimate one. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 to 2 says, And if you faithfully... Obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to all His commandments that I command you today. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. You will be blessed when you are obedient to the word of God. Deuteronomy 30 verse 20. Loving the Lord your God, obeying His voice and holding fast to Him, for he is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abram, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Cling to Jesus with all of your life. And so disobedience brings a curse of confusion. But 
being obedient and embracing the word of God and the will of God in your life um, just erase all confusion. It gives you clarity. And so in fearing God and fearing his word, you and I can have clarity in where we are heading and what God has in store for us. Even in a time where other people are in despair, where people are confused. And I just want to be clear, I don't even think the leaders all over the world know where we are heading. It's a time of such deep and wide <laughs> confusion that leaders cannot even lead us. But our God can. And He has a plan. And He allows us to embrace His plan and to experience life. God is not confused. He always had a plan. And so these days, people are you know, following too many assumptions on what God wants for their lives, what they think is good for them, what works best for them. We must live according to the word of God. We must live according to God's will for our lives. The third thing is wisdom. The fear of the Lord brings wisdom in our lives. Psalm 111 verse 10 the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so, do you need wisdom? Do you need to be wise? Do you, even in your workplace, these days I was, you know, just spending time with our small group leaders this weekend and I realized that, you know, for them, it's so difficult to navigate. How can we do good to others if we can't reach them, if we are confined within a lockdown and in our own homes? And the reality is, as we embrace the fear of the Lord and his word and his being in our lives, his presence, you and I can even portray the wisdom of God in the midst of crisis circumstances. Even in this time, we are supposed to be the light on the hill that is shining much greater and more beautiful than everyone around us. We should not be in despair like the rest of the world, but we should be the answer. We should have the wisdom of God that brings new ideas, new creativity, new um, answers to questions that people have. And so James 3 verse 13 to 17 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in meekness and wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, even demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be a disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceful, gentle, open to reason, open to reason, not belittling others, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Self-seeking is not wisdom, but it's even, uh, according to James 3, demonic. And so, fourthly, when we fear the Lord, we fulfill the commitments that we make. That we are not people that 
you know, change our minds and be like the world where we only make commitments whenever it suits us, whenever it's comfortable. But our word matters. It's important to us. Psalm 61 verse 5 to 8 says, For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Prolong the life of the king. May his years endure to all generations. May he be enthroned forever before God. Appoint steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over him. So will I ever sing praises to your name as I perform my vows day after day. And so for us, God is our witness. Whenever we make commitments, make sure to follow it through and to be just in your dealings with people around you. Because your commitments matter. When you fear God, it means that God is your witness. God sees. God is the one that keeps you accountable. So stick to your commitments. You serve whom you fear. Be careful what you vow. Don't make vows if you can't keep it. And what I see worldwide at this stage is that people can change whatever they say in the blink of an eye. <laughs> they can um, change even what they said and go against themselves and say that they didn't say that. <laughs> even though, you know, there's proof to prove it. Let it not be so for us as Christians. Don't live according to the worldly standards, but live in the fear of the Lord. So number five is because we fear God, we walk in holiness. Psalm 34 verse 7 to 9 says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you, his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. His presence encamps around us because sacrificial commitments to stay holy in the midst of a dark world that is not holy and that is not pursuing holiness allows us to have favor with God, to fear Him rather than to please people and pressures around us. And so we rather do good toward God and uh, please Him than to, to make commitments toward people. Number six is our hearts are cleansed when we fear the Lord. Psalm 34 verse 11 to 16 says, Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. Matthew 15 verse 11. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth that defiles a person. A cleansing of heart takes place when we fear the Lord, because 
when we spend time with God, you, you pray before you complain. You pray before you just speak out and hurt people and speak negative things and speak against the will of God. You only speak whenever God releases you because you fear Him and you want His wisdom in your life. You don't ponder but the thoughts, but rather you talk about where God is heading and what God is doing. Future focus. And so number seven is uh, we receive an inheritance when we fear the Lord. Psalm 61 verse 5 says, For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. We are co-heirs with Christ. We receive the blessings that he bestows upon us. Romans 8, 17. Proverbs 14, verse 27. And listen to this in the closing. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. You will have life and not the burdens of the world. You will have the righteousness of Jesus and shine forth like the city on a hill. So in closing, I want to just leave the thought with you. Isaiah 64 verse 8. Just the potter and the clay. Because the, the place of surrender to the potter's hands, a loving father that reaches out to you and me and comes into our hearts and into our lives, is a place of vulnerability but it's a place where we position ourselves toward a fear not to miss him. Not to allow our budget or our circumstances to dictate how we live life. But rather to look in the eyes of the Father and only wanting to please him. For you and I to get to that place, I'm just so reminded of the young man that went to go and spend his dad's inheritance, that received it, went to the city, and he had great parties with his friends. And so he had to go to such an extent to go and explore his own world, his own um, desires, that he missed out on the Father's heart for him. Many of us are astray during this time. Many of us are not following God anymore the way that we are supposed to. Because we've allowed our own desires and our own ways of doing to overtake us. And this morning, my, my wish is to call you back, is to say, come back into the fold of the Father. Come back to a place where you can surrender your will and start to fear Him again. To not dictate your circumstances but to surrender so that you are pliable for the Father to shape and form you. I want to pray in closing. Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Father, for that rebellious son that is in all of us, that place, Father God, where we rather fear our friends and, Father God, our colleagues, our boss at work, Father God, and even the pressures, the political pressures that comes against us. We fear that more to please people and circumstances and a lifestyle than we are fearing you. 
And this morning we ask that you will come and put our priorities back in place. Father God, that you will allow us to again realize that it's only when we surrender in you that you can shape and form us. And for some sons, I ask this morning to run back to the Father, to go back home and to deal with those sins that they still justify and think that they are doing the right thing. I pray, Father God, for those sons that have uh, deliberately walked away from your will, that you will this morning softly, gently bring them back to where they can run down the road and you can, Father God, just run toward them and embrace them and love them for who they are. And Father God, I pray that none of us will fall in our wicked ways to, to even to the extent of demonic influence, Father, of uh, following our own will, our own selfishness, but rather, Father, that we will be able to surrender to your will in our lives. Father, I pray this morning that you will reach right into hearts of those who know that they've gone astray, those who know that they are rebelling against you, those who know that they are still dictating rather than to follow you. And Father, we embrace you as the Father in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. If you this morning know that you've come to a place where you are not fearing God anymore, that you have gone astray and you are only maybe surviving, maybe it's you know, just a deliberate act of of trying to survive and trying to keep um, your head above the water. And this morning, God says, fear me, because I want to reach into your life and bring you to a place of fulfillment. We're going to um, afterwards pray with you. And I, I want to ask you to follow the link, the Zoom link that is provided in this um, um, post. And allow God this morning to work in your life through prayer. We want to pray with you. Turn back to God. Surrender to Him. And you will experience the blessings of the Father. Thank you for, for being part of this morning's service. I believe that God is going to do something special in your heart. Amen.